today on The Breakdown. It's Phil Hellmuth time once again, people. I know you're excited. And this is a interesting, weird, kind of odd, maybe we're going to be critical of Phil type of hand from the National Heads Up Championship when he was heads up against Annette Oberstad in like round two, give or take. Anyway, we're going to break it all down right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Ah, Phil Helmuth. Welcome back to The Breakdown, my friend. I know it's your favorite time yes, you get to be on The Breakdown. Nestle up in that corner with that blanket, Phil, because... The blanket with your face on it, probably. <laughs> <laughs> there may be some tough, you know, rough waters ahead, is all I'm going to say. It's possible. So this is one that we're also doing a breakdown video of, and you should check out the video because Helmuth does a bunch of his nonsense at, at one point in the hand when he's, when he's having a thought. And uh, it's just classic Phil stuff that's just fun to watch. Yeah, he just starts talking on the river. And Grant got upset when we were watching it <laughs> a little <laughs> so bit. And he was like, what? This is ridiculous. I mean, he's a, he's a dick. Um, I don't know if you could say that. He's a dick. Well, I guess you can say that. Like spotted ham. Is that a thing? Spotted dick is a thing. Yeah, that's right. Spotted dick is a thing. And that's a meat of some sort? Yeah, some sort of meat. Some sort of Scottish food or something? What's up with you London people and... And I think it's Scottish, not okay, English. Okay, Scottish people. I don't, Scottish, know. I don't know. I don't know. It could be Welsh. Somebody pointed out on Twitter, by the way, that um, we made an error in our previous podcast. I, I, oh, yeah. I specifically made the error. I said Rupert Murdoch is British. He is, in fact, Australian. Yes. The person said they were unfollowing us and unsubscribing. I'm not sure if that was uh, legitimate or not. Either way, good job. Yeah, good job. <laughs> That's pretty great either uh, way. Also, also... I don't care if I got your garbage countries wrong, all right? That's, oh, that's what I'm saying. Oh, 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 <laughs> that's what I'm saying over here. Wow, wow. Yeah. The gauntlet has been thrown, apparently. Yeah. This is, you know, this is just in the wake of our, the President of the United States calling certain countries. Um, yeah, but they that didn't was, use the word garbage. That, that was racially motivated, I believe, whereas well, I, I don't this is, simpl- this is simply me hating anybody with a <laughs> British or near British accent. I mean, I don't think it's fair to say Australians have a near British accent. They have a very okay. They have accent. like a crappy British Look, accent. You're never going to find me defending <laughs> Australians. <laughs> okay, not. never in a million years would I defend an Australian for anything. But they do not have a. They, their accent is not British. Yeah, I mean, you could you can say anything not, you I want said, about I said Australia. near British. They're not near British. I know. Either. And of course, for any who anyone who doesn't know, we're being facetious here. I mean, I have a friend who lives in Australia. <laughs> One of my lawyers once was in Australia for a trip. Yeah. I was actually in Australia for a week and a half once. Yeah. So I can't be racist against Australia. I'm sorry to hear that about you. It's <laughs> it too was, bad. It's actually quite lovely. Anyway, this is about Phil Helmuth, not Australia oh. or Britain. Huh. Anyone still there? <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? Hey, um, for, for long-time listeners, you, would, you might be guessing that this would be the second podcast of the day. but You're, you're wrong. Right. It's not it's somehow. podcast number one. We're already in Goofyville. This is what happens sometimes. Man, the, that good. second one, I don't even know what hand it's going to be, but you'll probably know when you, when you hear it because you'll be like, oh, that was the second podcast of that day. Yeah, exactly. They're talking about like aliens and stuff yeah, all the time. I was time. just going to say Martian. You yeah. know, like, like, you know the thing about in the movie The Martian with Matt Damon with the potatoes? <laughs> I got a bone to pick with that. The you potatoes know, that, and the poop? That's, that's going to be a whole a 10-minute rant in the next podcast. All right. This one. Well, this one, this hand, which we're going to talk about now, yes, <laughs> uh, was suggested on Twitter by Koi, like the fish. Except not like the fish at all. Not spelled anything close C-O-Y. to the fish. C-O-Y. Like, yeah. 
How it's, is Koi spelled? The fish. I know, but his his handle is at Very Thirsty Fish, so he's doing like a double entendre oh, thing. Oh, interesting. How Koi is that? Him. Just that's just an entendre. It's not a double entendre. It's a triple entendre if you want to go that far. I don't, and it's not. It it is. It's not, and I don't. But anyway, has anybody ever pulled off a triple entendre? Not successfully. <laughs> <laughs> People have attempted it, and they have not survived. It's like the quadruple sow cow in yep. women's figure skating. You it's often it. often attempted, never never actually successfully done sow cow it's an interesting word okay so uh if you want to suggest to end for the breakdown do it on twitter we are at two poker guys number two poker guys include a youtube link and a timestamp. this hand did not require a timestamp because it was just a self-contained hand yep that works too yeah um all right let's get to it so cool. it is the poker players championship for those who don't know it was a show that was on for what six or seven years it's actually the heads up poker championship. heads up excuse me yeah uh it was an annual thing invite only 25k buy-in 64 player like march madness style field that sounds right to me was it 25k or 50k buy-in i thought it was 25 yeah maybe you're right maybe it's whatever whatever something like that right so they just invite either rich guys who are part of the poker community or very successful poker players to play they started doing a wild card too where they like amateurs could like play for one seat and i think so they started doing that near the end actually friend of the podcast matt matros played in that once oh really got bad beat it out of it Sure he did. He did. I've seen it. Okay. I've seen the seen the hand. Anyway. What happened? He got it all in. He check raised all in on a jack high flop, a jack ten X flop, got called by ace ten, and the dude turned an ace. And he had uh Jack, jack Deuce. Jack Deuce. No, it wasn't Jack Deuce X. Sorry, it was just, it was a Jack Ten X flop and he had Jack Deuce off. He check raised all in ah. flop. Against um uh Jeff Goldblum. Uh, Goldblum. No. Who's the kid who like set the World Series on fire? Like uh, Madsen, Jeff Madsen. Oh, Jeff Madsen. Yeah. Right. That was back. That's how long ago this was. When Jeff pretty, Madsen was still invited to these things. Pretty long time ago. Yeah. It would be awesome if it was Jeff Goldblum, though. I wouldn't mind getting bad beat by Jeff Goldblum. That'd be fine. I would love for him just to then console me afterward, just to listen to him talk. Do an impression of Jeff Goldblum consoling you after a bad beat. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm going to try right now. All right. <laughs> um, you have to understand life. Wow, that is so bad. <laughs> finds a way. <laughs> life finds a way. <laughs> First it's of all, so any Jeff Goldblum impression <laughs> needs to involve some level of stuttering. You didn't oh, stutter at all. You're complete. I just went to my Sean Connery impression <laughs> and quoted Jurassic Park. That was yes. my move. <laughs> That's an interesting strategy there. Wow. Why did I make it a little Scottish, though? I he's, don't know. he's from the United States of America. It doesn't make any sense. Um, uh, well, 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 you uh, you have to understand, uh, life fi- finds a way. That was, that's, that was better. That was much better. Was right? I, need, better. I needed a little feedback coaching yeah. on that. That's all. Yeah. You know what? You're a, great, you're a great coach. Thanks. How do you do a poker coaching? I'm awesome at it. Well, good to know. People freak out when they get, they get coached by me. They're well, like, I, get I just it had now. an experience that is the closest thing to God that I've ever experienced. Well, I really say. get it now based yeah. on this Jeff Goldblum thing. Yeah. Anyway. All right, let's get, to, let's get to the hand. All right. So as Jonathan said in the opening, it's like the second round, probably maybe the first round even. Yeah. I don't know. Who cares? Um, we're, not any, we're not in the money, and it's not like you can be near the money with this either, right? Right. I mean, there's no ICM implications in a heads-up tournament. Um, so Ned Oberstadt has the button on this hand. She has already garnered quite a chip lead against Phil Helmuth. Uh, we don't know what her stack is, but it is significantly more than Phil's. How much does Phil start with? He has 19,000. It's 400, 800. I'm pretty sure they started with 50K each or 25K each. It looked like 50 based on yeah. Oberstad's stack. It was yeah. pretty big So stack. she may have him four to one already. Yeah. Um, so it's 400, 800. Oberstad has two jacks. It's time to bring the hammer down. Here we Let's go. Let's end this match right now. 
Uh, Jack of Spades, Jack of Hearts, she opens to 2K on the button. Fills in the big blind with his 19K effective stack. So just to be clear, that's just over 20 bigs. Yeah. He's not well, swi- not swimming in it. It's almost 25. Okay. Yeah. 23-ish. He's not swimming in it. Swimming in the money. Uh, he's got Ace-9 of Diamonds. He's got kind of an awkward stack heads up with Ace-9 of Diamonds to try to take an aggressive action here, would you say? I think if he was a different person, he could totally get away with Ace-9 of Diamonds and have it work out great. He could move in, re-raise, whatever, get it in. Um, in whatever form he would want to, and get it in with the best hand. But I don't think Phil Helmuth would be successful doing that, especially back then. Do you think Oberstadt's folding ace-eight if he moves in? I think she's going to think long and hard about it, and I think she is folding like ace-three, ace-four, probably ace-five, maybe ace-six. King-queen? Probably. She probably just thinks she can do better against Phil when he never takes that kind of right. action. She right. may call with ace-eight. There may be a few hands she calls with, which she's got beat, but... That the part of the range that she's calling with is that he's beating is not very wide compared to the rest of it. Right. So I think it's because of his image, I think you probably can't get it in right now effectively against her. Unless you could three bet small and then hope she moves in on you, I guess. That would be the way to do it. Right. Which actually might happen. He doesn't really three bet that much either. Nope. And especially at, at this time, this era, eight or nine years ago, whenever this was, it was well known that Phil did not like getting his chips in pre flop ever. So right. he's you're going to put him on a pretty strong hand if he does it. Honestly, also, if an ace flops, it's going to be harder for her to put him on an ace because he didn't take an aggressive action with this short stack, even though we just came with all these reasons why he might not. Yeah. You know, he, she's still, it's, it's still going to be a little bit hard to do that. That cuts and both so, ways, though, because against this exact hand, he might not get the double when an ace flops, whereas he would if yeah. an ace did flop. Absolutely. And he needs to double up because in a heads-up match, there's no waiting around. You know, you, yeah. you got to get get going but he decides to flat and that's actually fine even if he's not phil helmuth it's fine yeah I with, think the, it's totally with the stack fine. depth it's kind of an awkward stack depth for ace nine yeah, to, you, to be three betting i agree um so the pot is four thousand because there's nobody else in there and there's no antis i guess which is great mm-hmm. um phil does a phil thing and he dark checks before the flop comes out yeah if you want to hear our opinions on that we've said it on other podcasts basically don't do it it's a bad idea I'm giving up the option to bet it's just not a bad thing in general Sure. Yeah. Um, so he dark checks. The flop is queen of clubs, deuce of hearts, nine of hearts. Annette has two jacks. She does have the jack of hearts in her hand and Phil has ace nine. So there's definitely going to be some money that goes in on this flop. Correct. Uh, so Phil's already checked. Annette is going to bet. Do you think there's any argument for checking here? There's an argument, but we're heads up. We have a good hand. There's it's It's a sort of wet board. I like that better than, well, I, only, I don't have top pair. Like, I don't think we only have to have top pair here. We can get called by nines. We can get called, what's the third card? Deuce. We can get called by deuces. We can get called by flush draws. We might be able to get called by straight draws. Oh, jack 10, sure. Yeah. Um, if Phil has king jack, he may not fold either. Yeah. Um, I think we're pro- also, we block king jack and jack 10, but yeah. whatever. King 10. There yeah. you go. Um, I, I feel like we're probably supposed to, I think we're supposed to bet. I think we're supposed to bet almost always here. What do you think? I think so, too. It just, like, uh, with Phil's stack, if he decides to shove here, what do we do? We just fold, I guess? Um, yeah, we probably fold because Phil's not the kind of guy to make a big shove with a flush draw very often anyway. Like he he's might, gonna, though. With a, with, if he had a combo draw, maybe he would. Yeah, but that's okay if it's a combo draw. Although we do block almost all the combo draws with we the do. jack of hearts. Yeah. This is the only problem is if we get raised, it does suck. But that's true a lot in poker. And you can't just not bet because it sucks when you get raised right. every time. But it's gonna, you're just never going to bet. If there's any sort of raise that goes in here, it immediately becomes a very tough spot. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. But we also haven't put that much money in. And we might we could decide just to bet fold against yeah. Phil if we want to. That's we okay, could. too. We could decide what we think about Phil and how he's been playing this match and if we can get any tells off him or anything and make a decision. And I actually, I think either one's okay. I think it's okay to go with it on this wetter board. I think it's okay to fold on this wetter board. Yeah. So, okay, let's let's talk about the purpose of this bet then. You said we could get called by nines. We could get called by deuces. I suppose that's probably true. Yeah, draws also. And, and by draws. Um, is there any level of protection involved in this bet? And... To be clear, when I say protection, I mean equity denial. That's for Jackie Burkhart. Mm. Um, so do you think there's a lot of like, well, Phil sometimes has an overcard, and I just want to make sure that doesn't come in too? There's really only one overcard she should be overly worried about. Well, obviously, we see he can have an ace, and we understand from what we already talked about that he can have an ace. The only overcard you're really thinking about is a king, right? Yeah. Because a lot of his aces he would have re-raised with. Like probably even ace 10, he probably is just going to go with pre, or at least be open to going with pre. Right? Yeah. Because it just maybe feels like a little too good when your head's up with 25 blinds. By the way, you might want to explain why you mentioned who Jackie Burkhardt is and why you mentioned her to everyone who's listening, the thousands of people who actually <laughs> listen to the show. Um, because on Twitter, on Twitter, Jackie Burkhardt, who's a person we know, she, yeah. she's from Portland, plays in a lot of the tournaments we play in, was asking in our podcast when we mentioned protection, if we mean it the same as saying equity den- denial, and the answer is yes. That is correct. Um, a, a lot of the times, colloquially, at the poker table, when somebody says protection, they mean a short stack goes all in and somebody re-raises, and that re-raise is protecting the short stack that's all in from having to, to fade multiple hands. Yeah. Um, I mean, in, from the short stack's point of view, that's equity denial also, It really. is, right. But it's different. It is. But when we say protection, we always mean equity denial. I mean, I don't know about always, but we generally mean that. Yeah, yeah. pretty much we do. Anyway. Anyway. Um, all right, so she bets, and I guess it's mostly for value, considering all of these elements that we've talked about. I think you're usually supposed to bet here. Do you agree? I think so, too. I just think it can become poopy yep. pretty quickly. I mean, if she checked, it would be fine. I wouldn't yes. think it was a big deal. But I would expect if Phil checked again on the turn, we'd be trying to get two streets, mostly. Like, we'd bet the turn, and we'd bet a lot of rivers. Here's an argument for checking, if we're going to try to get two streets. Yeah. Um, it might be easier to get two streets on turn and river uh, it, on clean runouts. Mm-hmm. However, on dirty runouts, it will not be easier. There's a lot streets. of potential dirty runouts with this. This is a wet-ish board. We can also feel a lot safer on the turn if Phil checks twice, thinking he probably doesn't have a queen at that yeah. point. Right, but if we bet and he doesn't raise, and he doesn't raise that often, um, you know, we can check back the turn if we want, or we can bet small. You know, we, we have so much, we have so many options when we bet. And the thing is, Phil may really expect us to bet. You know, when we, when we check, it's a little more obvious we have a showdownable hand. When we bet, it's a little less clear. You know? yeah. So that's actually kind of good because we do have a showdownable hand. As long as he doesn't put us to the test, which this hand is, doesn't really want to be put to the no, test right now. It it may, she may decide to go with it because it's a wet board, like we were saying, but mostly Phil's not going to lose his mind here. It's probably not profitable to make a call if he check raises. All right. So she bets 2,500 into 4,000. It's on Phil now. What do you think his best move is? He's got ace nine on a queen nine deuce two heart board, ace nine of diamonds. Time to call. Time to call. Why? I mean, come on, because it's okay. obvious. Because um, yeah, what else are we really doing here? Like, if we raise, I mean, we, we may or we may not fold out a slightly better hand, but we may not, and we're going to fold out pretty much all the worst hands most of the time, blah, blah, blah. We like, and that's aggressive. We want to let her keep going and firing away. Yeah, I think calling is the clear play. Yeah. There might be arguments for raising heads up here. I mean... It's Obviously, we're, we're getting it in against a lot of better hands. If she has a queen, she's not going to fold. That's a problem. Yep. We don't have any blockers to anything that we don't want her to have. Um, it's good that we don't block the nut flush draw, though, because getting it in against the nut flush draw would be a, a good equity spot for us. I mean, it'd be an okay equity spot for us. It would be a great one. We have the ace of diamonds. 
like we deny a lot of their equity by having the same card as them. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, okay. It would depend on what the kicker is, but sure. Yeah. But we deny some of the equity. I mean, if true. it's a lower kicker than a nine, we're right. gold. And if it's right. a higher kicker than a nine, we're it's still 50, in pretty... 50. It's, mm, Whatever, 53, 47. Yeah, we're still ahead. Like Whatever. It's yeah, pretty we're, good. We're barely ahead. But you're right. No, yeah. that's, a, that's a fine spot where Phil does need to get a double up. Right. You're right. We'd be happy with that. The problem is, often she doesn't have the nut flush draw, and she has something else if she calls, and then we're usually sunk. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Turns uh, out we might, if we did a big check raise, we might be able to fold out two jacks. Phil usually doesn't do big check raises, though. Phil likes no. to do these min check raises. I think she would feel obligated to call once and see what he does on the turn. Yeah, he does a lot of min check raises. And then he does min check raises check on the turn. She'd just check it right back and usually went on the river, right? Yeah. So I think a call just makes all the sense in the world here. Obviously, we're never folding. Right, it does. I mean, it's just mostly because we're bordering on game theory disaster if we check raise. Right. It's uh, not total, but it's close. Because of the flush draw, especially, it helps it not be a game theory disaster, but it's not all. It's not that likely that she has a flush draw. Also, what is our plan exactly with the stack size? We're going to check raise all in? Because if we don't, if we check raise to a normal amount, she can move in on us, and then we have to decide. Yeah, I think we can just check shove. Does she have jack 10? Does she have hearts? Does she have this? You know, the hands that we're beating, are we going to hold on against? So I mean, on. it's a big shove, but it's not the worst thing in it's the world. It's kind of a huge shove. If we shove, she's going to be, she's going to have to call off, it looks like, um, another 14K to win 9K. How much did she bet? Four? 2,500 into four. And we bet, we make it 14 it is a big shove, but it's not unbelievably we make it, big. We make it 17. Oh, yeah. That, that's really big. Over 2,500. I mean. Yeah, she has to call. seven She has to call 14 and a half yeah. to win nine. Seven X in your bet is yeah. pretty big. Yeah. I'm not saying you can't do it, but it is pretty big. It is pretty big. Whatever. It is a game theory disaster spot, usually. Phil calls, and we think that's the right play. Yes. Phil did the right thing. We're very proud of him. We're very proud of Phil. We spent a lot of time on that super standard call. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you want to explore the normal spots sometimes. You're right. It's instructive. You're absolutely right. You do. And in fact, that's one of the things that I think ourselves and most poker players don't do nearly enough. We go on autopilot in certain, right. certain lines I mean, like, and we don't get better because of that. Yeah. Like six years ago, it was automatically accepted that you just can't call a raise out of the small blind. You have to three bet. Right. Mm-hmm. And we would always kind of just automatically think that. And thinking has changed on that. So, you know, we can't just let autopilot dictate everything. I'm starting to come back around on that, by the way. Are you? Yeah, I've been thinking about it lately. You're more into raising every time out of the small blind that you're going to play the hand? Uh, I'm starting to think about that, yeah. I think there may be certain spots where you wouldn't want to do that, but I think a lot more of the time I'm going to raise out of the small blind for a while and see how that goes, yeah. All right, have fun. Let me know how it goes. Knock the big blind out, take the initiative, see what happens, yeah. Okay, Mr. 2010. Yeah. You know, everything old is new again, my man. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, maybe Sammy Farha still has some money in 2010, or is it too late for that? Way too late. Yeah. Come on. (laughs) Okay. Come on. Yeah. All right. So anyway, (laughs) back to another legend. Boy, do we take shots at people. Yeah, whatever. Shot takers. That's us. Shot callers, bro. Nice. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So the bet and the call of 2,500. The pot is now 9,000. Phil Stack is getting short. Um, The turn is the 10 of clubs. It brings a second club. It was a queen nine deuce, two heart board with one club. Turn is the 10 of clubs, bringing a second club. Annette is now open-ended. Mm-hmm. This is not a good card for Phil. Nope. It's Very bad, bad card. Jack-10 is now beating him. King-10 is now beating him. King-Jack got there, yep. et cetera, et cetera. A lot of hands Jack picked up equity there. that he was way ahead of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Clubs are now in play, potentially. Lots yep. of bad things. It's a bad bad situation. So he's going to check. I don't see any other option. Nope. What do you want to do as Annette now? I think this is interesting. I think it's close. I think you could really make a reasonable case to bet or to check. The only reason to check 
is because we might be starting to enter in game theory disaster ourselves, or if we bet again, we may fold out most of the worst hands. Although, I don't know. Is Phil, is Phil really going to fold a 10 or a 9 here? I don't know that he is. It's hard for him to have a 10. He has to have basically jack 10 or king 10. Yeah. We block jack 10 pretty heavily. I mean, he could have 9, 10, but whatever. That's not, we're not going to try and fold that out anyway. 9, 10 is too fair. Yeah. yeah. That's bad news. That's what I'm saying. Um, yeah. I mean, it's going to be hard to get action from a lot of worse hands. I guess Phil could have any sort of 9 or deuce with clubs. Yep. That's possible. Um, he could have any hearts that, that we could deny equity to. Absolutely. He could have... Uh, it's hard to come up with much else. But at this point, with stack to pot and our equity improvement, we're not bet folding. We have to call it off if he shoves. I agree. Which so is that's kind of the question. Poopy. Do we yeah. want to put ourselves in that spot? We don't have to. We can bluff catch the river or bet the river for value pretty cleanly, actually, on the river. Right. Most of the... Depending on the river, of course. If the river is, you know, the, not the king of hearts, but an ex, some, some heart that we don't like to see... Um, we could decide not to not to call, but mostly we're going to call or we're going to bet ourselves, right? Yeah. So I so that's a reason to check because it's it should be pretty straightforward on the river, and Phil's going to play it pretty straightforward right. usually on the river. And with our current hand strength, it's hard to get more than two streets of value from a worse hand. Yeah. Seems like the river is a better place to go for it than now. Yeah, but the problem is, of course, that there's many, many, many cards that can come that make it impossible for us to get value yes. and also cause us to lose. Yeah, I think actually betting in order to call it off or or just get more value now and sometimes sometimes lose um, is fine, but also yeah. checking is fine. I agree. I think it's close, and I think both are reasonable actions in this spot because because of Phil's stack size. Yes, and uh, Annette decides to check, which is totally reasonable. Yeah. Fine with that. The river is the eight of clubs, Hello. which means everything comes in. The clubs came in, and Annette makes a straight with her two jacks. There's a four straight on the board now. Hearts do not come in. Hearts sir. do not come in. Sorry. Almost everything comes Queen in. Queen of clubs, deuce of hearts, nine of hearts. Turn was the 10 of clubs. River is the eight of clubs. What a spot for Annette. Phil, Unless, of course, has the ace nine of diamonds for third pair, and Annette's got the two jacks for the straight. Right. I mean, Phil does have club combos in his range that she should be a little bit worried about, but not, not too, too worried about. I mean, he's got all the nine X and deuce X of clubs. Yeah. That's all. That's pretty much all he has. Though. I mean, look, if we're in net, it becomes sort of interesting. If the pot is nine thousand, right? If Phil bets fifty five hundred right now, are we moving in or are we calling? I don't know. It's it's close. Weird. We may have to just call because we'd be worried about game theory disaster. Yeah, spots. I think we probably just have to call. Probably. So that's too bad, but it also means you know. But we we have a very clear like we're never folding. We're never folding this hand. No. So it's just a question of if Phil bets, are we raising or calling? And if Phil checks, how much are we betting? Those are yeah. the only things that should be thinking about. Right. And uh, Phil's going to do something weird. Yep. He has ace nine of diamonds. I'm glad because Phil hasn't done enough weird things in this hand, really. Don't worry. We're going to have reasons to lambast Phil. Oh. It's going to be great. Phew. Um, so he has Phil's ace. therapist going to be able to buy another boat? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Ace nine of diamonds he's got. Yeah. The board is queen nine, deuce, ten, eight. There is a four straight on the board. There are three clubs on the board. Yeah. Phil has currently third pair on a very wet board. Yeah. He's going to bet. Yeah. He's going to bet 1,100. Yeah. Which is 100 more, or no, it's 300 more than the minimum bet. There is 9,000 in the pot. He's betting 1,100. <laughs> There's 11 blinds in the pot. He's betting one and a half. I don't know if I've ever seen a more transparent bet. A more obvious bet of what he is trying to accomplish here. I mean, you know, if he had the ace X of clubs and made this bet, then you'd be wrong. But Phil doesn't do that. That's the thing. At least at this time, Phil was crazy unbalanced with these things. Oh, for sure. 
like crazy, crazy unbalanced. This is always like weak showdown value that he's trying to see cheap. Pretty much. Yeah. Like, Especially back then. Right. Yeah. yeah. I agree. So this is why you were bringing up the sizing thing when you were yeah. talking about what Annette's going to do. Because now Annette can be almost entirely sure she's ahead. Like when Phil bets this size, knowing Phil. Yeah. I'm not saying that if Federholz did this, it would be a good idea to, to read into it too much. You have to really make a tough decision yeah. if Federholz, because you hate to just let him get away with 1100 Right. But you hate to like give him the full double and you don't have to. You probably have to raise Federholz too, honestly. Probably. But... Honestly, you might raise Federholtz thinking, like, maybe I can get him off a chop sometimes. Yeah. That might be good, too. Uh, he's obviously never folding a flush, which is too bad. But he might call with worse, and he might fold the chop. But that's a kind of interesting merge spot. But with Phil in 2009, it's like, yeah. okay, I'm good here. Like, Yeah, or 2011 or whatever this was. Yeah. Yes. Yes, for sure. I mean, I've certainly raised the river with one pair in spots against certain opponents where it's like, based on their sizing on the river and how they play the hand, it's like, yeah, you just know you're good. Or, you know, you believe very strongly you're good. You don't know, of course, but you believe very, very strongly. And that is, you have to believe as a net that you have the best hand and you cannot allow this to be 1,100. You can't just call. That would be absurd. Looks like yeah. Phil made two pair on the river or something like that, right? Yeah. I mean, he has a much weaker hand than I would expect as a net, actually. Yes. On a four straight three club board to bet one pair and not top pair. What's he trying to get value out of? That's a, a great worst question. Nine? There's no value to be had. This is a horrible play. A worse nine is it, right? Because a 10... A 10 beats you. He's not really so trying to pull out So she has to have like 9-6 of, of... And hero. Spades. She needs to have it and hero. 9-6 of spades. It's possible, it's possible she'll hero for 1,100. I'll give him that. Like he's giving her such a price, she may just feel obligated to call with any pair. So Sure, but there's not that many worse pairs she's going to have. No, and, and even for Phil, one and a half lines isn't that big a jump for his stack. Like that isn't so valuable. It's not valuable at all, really. I she's mean, also bluffy. She's yeah. aggressive and bluffy. Check and give her a chance, man. Like, if she doesn't have it, she may feel obligated. We could check call much more reasonably than we can bet do whatever. Any bet. Now, I mean, what's going to... If she, she's going to raise, right? We know she's yes. going to have to raise. Yes. So if she raises, what should she raise her to? And then we'll come back to Phil's thinking. That's a good question. Um, I'll say what she does. And let's see if we like Okay. It. She goes for the knockout blow. She goes all in. Yeah. 14,500 over the 1,100, which is... A big bet. It's bigger than pot because there was 9K when he bet 1100, but it's not massive. It's not really. Yeah, because he's got 1100. If you include her call in the pot, the pot's 12,000. She's betting 13. I think I like it, actually. Me too. I like it for these reasons. Phil does not want to be bullied by the youngsters. Yep. He, he thinks the youngsters are always trying to bully him. And that definitely fit the category of youngster at the time. No question. Um, she's like a well-known entity who's trying to kind of usurp the throne from the Phil Helmuth of the world. And he hates that. Yeah. So we play on that ire a little bit at the same time as making it look pretty bluffy. And Phil is always saying, like, I'm just going to have it. I'm going to call you, call, call you down. I'm just going to have it, and you're, you're just going to bluff it all away. You know? yeah. and, okay, Phil, if you think that's what's happening, here you go. Like, I think it's a good spot against Phil Helmy specifically to, to shove. I mean, if we make it 7,500, do we really think he's going to make that many different decisions than if we make it the full 14? I don't know. He might call more frequently for this size. Yeah. Because it looks more bluffy. Yeah, and his ego will get in the way. Seventy five hundred well. looks like. Please call. I'm leaving you some. Please call. It doesn't mean to say that he'll read it that way, but seventy five hundred. I agree. Feels stronger than the shove. Um, but both. But I, I would guess he's probably going to respond to both similarly with with his range, and so thus we should go for the bigger blow when we think we have the best hand. Yeah. Now I want to be clear about something. I think generally when these actions occur and this runout happens and we have two jacks here, we should never be raising the river against most opponents in most scenarios. I think it's very hard to get value. 
Right. But if they bet 1100 If they bet 1100 it changes it. And if it's Phil Hellmuth, it changes it. Right. This is why we talked about, as you said, yeah. in the turn. If he bets 5000 on the river, we can probably just call. Yeah. We could consider raising, but we're probably supposed to just call. Right. But he bet 1100 Because he's going to fold if we, if we go all in. He's going to fold most of his hands, right? Right. Now, I like what you said earlier. It looks like two pair trying to get value. Yeah. Um, I think, and that's probably putting him on something like two pair, like eight, nine, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, something that rivered two pair. Yeah. Uh, that would make a lot of sense. And she's absolutely, she's thinking, okay, maybe he pay, pays me off with two pairs sometimes. You could have nine, 10, eight, she's, nine. She's not expecting to get paid by this hand. No. By a one pair, third pair hand. I mean, the truth is though, she's polarized when she moves in. So in some ways it's all the same. Okay. Polarized. Sure. She's, I mean, I don't think she's moving in with a 10. Right, but if we As know Phil is an emotional guy. He might be more emotionally committed to a two-pair hand than a one-pair hand. I agree. I agree. Um, okay, so let's talk about that polarization and look okay. at it from Phil's perspective for a second. Yeah, Because good. the immediate thought is, okay, time to fold. Shouldn't have lost that 1,100. That is the clear first thought you yeah. got to have, right? Like, well, I did a blocker bet, and it sure didn't work. Well, it did work. I learned. Okay, you're right. Yeah. But, like, I didn't get to get to a cheap showdown, which is the first idea of a blocker bet, right? Right. Like, I want to get to cheap showdown. That failed. He goes for super cheap showdown, by the way. Yeah. Usually blocker bets are a little bit more than this. Yeah. This is, this like is the kind of stuff 14% he does. of the pot. Loves making super tiny bets. Yeah, he really does. Um, so, okay. So, that didn't work. She moved in. Okay. That sucks. But here we are. All right. So, now we're Phil. We have a decision. Yeah. Of course. Let's forget about snap folding for a second and think, okay, what are the reasonable hands she gets here with that she'll shove with? Right. This is a good question. First question is, do we believe she'll do it with a straight? That is a really important first question. As Phil, do we believe she would do that with a straight? I think we're supposed to believe that she would, but I could see how you might talk yourself out of it in the moment and think it's just clubs. If you don't give her enough credit to read into your bet size, which Phil doesn't often give his opponents that much credit, you might think she can never move in with a straight. At the same point, if you don't give her enough credit to move with your bet size, then it's hard to believe she's bluffing. Like, one of the reasons why we could consider calling is because we bet so little, and she's, like, trying to just take advantage of it, right? Yeah. She's the one, of course, who famously won the tournament back in the day without looking at her cards because she just read lines. Yep. She read everyone's line and outplayed them. She didn't didn't matter what her cards were. Couldn't do that these days. It'd be much harder to. But I mean, the, point, the point is, like, so if Phil bets 1100 she's exactly the kind of person who might pounce on that regardless of her hand. That's right? true. That's probably a big thing she used to win that tournament without looking at the cards was sizing. Sizing was probably so huge for that. Yeah, sizing and, and I would guess, like, donking and just particular lines yeah. and particular boards. You know, that was it. Right. That's all she needed. It's kind of awesome. It is pretty awesome. Um, so Phil's here making this super tiny bet, and I think he has to believe that she can do it with a straight because he bets so little because he's going to have to also get, if he's going to consider calling at all, he has to believe that she's jumping on his blocker bet. Sees it as a blocker bet and is pouncing on it, right? Yeah. So if she sees, so you can't have it both ways, right? Either she sees it or she doesn't. Right. And then reacts accordingly. So from Phil's point of view, I made a tiny blocker bet. She moved in. She's clearly polarized. Clearly. Okay. So if we give her straights as part of her range. Yes. This is a big problem for Phil because... She doesn't have, just have to have jacks that make sense until now. She was the aggressor. There was never an aggressive action besides her, right? Mm-hmm. She could have jack do suited. She could have. She could also have clubs for sure. Yes, because she bet the flop. Oh, she picks up clubs on the turn, but his his um, stack size is so small. She might choose to check it rather than get shoved on and be blown off the hand. She also could have just moved in with clubs on the turn or bet big enough that she she's could committed. have. But um, I think a bigger problem is the jacks. If we yeah. give her the jacks. 
I think she has literally every jack combo in the deck. Um, she may have folded like jack you, three off. And yeah, stuff if she like folds that. like jack deuce through jack five offsuit, maybe. But she might have every other jack combo in the deck. She might even have those. She's very aggressive. Yeah. Feels tight. She may just be raising with those and thinking she gets to win most of the time. Okay, anyway. so we're not dealing with a thin value range as we sometimes are in polarized spots. Yeah. This is a very wide value if range. If we're giving her the jack. Yes. Right, as Phil. Here's the other thing. You said, like, can she move with a straight? This is not the nut straight, right? This is, th- there's, yeah. there's king jack, which is the nut straight. Right. So we might sit there as Phil and think, well, okay, she's moving in with all clubs. She's probably moving in with king jack. Is she moving in with just a jack? That's maybe that's a question we at least have to ask. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yes. I the agree with is that. Yes. Let's forget about the jack for a second and talk about the clubs. Okay. I think she has all of the club combos in the deck too. Yep. Because the turn well, card is not a good card to get through whatever she's trying to get through. If she's going to bet again, like if she's betting clubs in the turn, it's be, it's like with fold equities being a big part of the reason you're betting. No question. I mean, if she bets on the turn, she's going to bet like eight thousand. Right. right. So that way, if he moves in, she's forced to. Call. That ten is all over Phil's 9, range. 000. That ten is all over over Phil's hands that he won't fold the turn with. I mean, if he has Jack ten and he chose to call on the flop, yeah. which he probably would have. Uh, he's not. He's going to just call right. the turn. Or it makes he's going to call anyway. It sometimes makes two pair for him. It sometimes makes it straight for him. Yeah, it's you not know, an like, incredible card. And it sometimes just makes a one pair combo draw for him where yeah. he's not going to fold. I don't know if she's always checking clubs. She may sometimes just think like, I'm going to blow Phil off whatever he has here on the turn with my club draw. Maybe. But she's definitely checking clubs some of the time. And she's checking jacks most of the time. Most of her jack combos, she's going to check All right, the so she with. has at least half the club combos, probably. Okay. And then if we give her jacks, she has all of those. Pretty much. Okay, let's fold. That's that's my analysis. Well, the, well, let's let's go one step further. So we came with a very large value range. Let's at largest least ask, I've ever come up with, I think, in terms of a polarized yeah. value range. Yeah, I agree. What's the uh, what are the bluffs? The bluffs are hearts potentially, or actually the bluffs are could be anything. I guess it's sort of infinite. Yeah, yeah. That's, well, we have to assume she's going to bluff here, which I guess based on us betting eleven hundred, maybe she is. I think she's going to sometimes show up with with air here. Yeah. Because she's a net and he's Phil and he bet 1100 and he's short. Okay. Not that people were thinking in these terms back then, not even a net, but if we're now in current times going to make this decision based on two very large opposite pole ranges, we should use distribution and we should use blockers to decide whether or not we call. And of course we can't say Phil isn't thinking of that and that's dumb because nobody was thinking about that back then. Right. But we want to have at least like a significant club blocker or be higher up in our distribution to call here. I mean, we could actually have a straight block or two and having a king to yeah. at least block the nuts a little bit. The nuts straight, I mean. Sure. The nuts. It's not great, but you know, a jack is a straight anyway. So. Having one club in our hand would yeah. be nice here. Having a big club in our hand would be even better. Yes. An ace of clubs would be amazing. Um, but even the king of clubs would be... A king of clubs is sort of a key blocker card. I either want to have that or I want to have like a good two-pair hand where we can say, okay, I'm high enough in my distribution that I can bluff catch here. Right. But we are very low in our distribution mm-hmm. with one pair. Oh, we're way, and way, And we have way no down. blockers. Yeah. It's time to fold. There are other reasons to fold, too, which Phil himself outlines mm-hmm. before calling, by Go the on. way. He does call. Um, when he's going on his you know classic Phil Helmuth rant where all that has done is play the hand and move in, and he's saying she's the luckiest, worst person ever that he has lived. Exactly say that. But he says, he basically says, basically he's sort of giving her credit on both sides, which is where he's saying, Oh, this is such a good card to bluff on. So you got so lucky that you could bluff me here. And then he says, or you, or you got there. You got he some says, crazy. Either, run, run. either way, you got insanely lucky that you, you somehow got there or it's a good card to bluff on. Either way, you're so lucky. It makes me feel sick. Yeah. That's he says, crazy. he says that line. Yeah. It makes me feel sick. Screw you, Phil. Anyway, 
<laughs> that's now, when I got that's when I got mad. It's possible he is trying to get a read off her too when he's saying all that, right? So he's trying to like see if she responds to the different the different possibilities and stuff like that. It may not just be him doing whining. Okay. But he also is doing some genuine um thinking out loud. Yes. That's going on. And one of the things he says while thinking out loud angrily uh, <laughs> is you've seen the hero calls I make. He mm-hmm. says that, right? Like, yeah, so he's saying, sick calls. He's, so he's, he's saying, saying he like, he's incensed calls. that she would be bluffing him here. But also that means if she has seen them and is putting it together the way Phil is expecting her to put it together, she's less likely to be bluffing. Exactly. Like that should be useful data for him. Not like to be upset with him, uh, with her. Um, at the same way, it doesn't mean he's upset, right? He could be, like you said, he's thinking out loud yeah. and realizing, well, maybe she's not bluffing as much because she has seen those, those me make these calls, but this is just his way of expressing that, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I've been there before where I say, like, are you really making a move here? Don't you? You know I don't want to fold in these spots. Yeah. You know I'm going to call you with top pair, right? Yeah. Are you really in that, like, trying to decide if this is a good idea or not? But I'm also watching the person as I say it and seeing how they respond and sure. trying to figure it out. Right. But anyway, Phil just made a great point for folding. If he really thinks that she's seen him make a lot of sick calls, he should not call here. Yeah. For sure. And like you said... He's low in his distribution, so that's another reason not to call. He doesn't have a blocker. That's another reason not to call. These things all fit together, really, as a very clear fold. He also hasn't yeah. sunk that much money into this pot. Right. He still has chips somehow. He still has almost 20 bigs if he folds. He could He could have gone broke really easily pre-flop. He could have decided yeah. to do that. A lot of players would have, and it wouldn't have been crazy. Um, but he didn't, and yet he still is, goes broke anyway in a spot where he just doesn't have to. Yeah. Now, she is polarized. She does have a potentially very large bluffing range here too. Yes. And that I think is what ultimately just, you know, brings him into the call. He's like, well, she could have anything, right? She see bet got called and then a terrible card. It, it was a really bad runner and I bet 1100. So she can have anything. That's the reason to call. And that is not yeah, insane. It is not insane, but I'd like to use that reason in a time where we can't also think of insane amounts of value hands she could have. Yeah, and like you said, if we could block... Like, just having the Ace of Clubs in our hand blocks a lot of her stuff. Yeah. Or even the King of Clubs that blocks even more, right? Right. That's awesome. But we don't have that. No. <laughs> that would be really nice. We have, we have a it. hand that doesn't really have any relevance to the board at this point, right. except that we block a nine, which doesn't really matter. It does not matter. Yeah. She's not moving in with a nine unless she's turning into a bluff, which she could do. Yeah. But, that would, I mean, that would be pretty sick if she turns into a bluff and he calls with a better nine. But how often is that really going to happen? And... It's okay to lose sometimes. It's okay to get outplayed sometimes, you know? Like, you bet 1,100. You set yourself up for this spot. Like, not a fan. Nope. This was... Uh, you should have checked. Phil you played, it, gone check and Phil played it fine to the river, but then yeah. things went poorly. The th- I mean, Phil, I think, is trying to be in the spot where he checks. She bets 6,500, and he doesn't know what to do, right? That's what he's trying to avoid. With Usually fold. Yeah. But it's what he's trying to avoid, because he thinks, like, oh, I don't want to get bluffed. Right. So he bets 1,100, so he can't get bluffed, but he ends up calling it all off. I mean, it just ends up being a disaster. Yeah. Now, a lot of people, though, make blocker bets, get the information that they're beat when they're not, and fold. And we sort right. of critique that, too. Of course. Right? So, so it's okay to blocker bet call, but this is probably not the time this to do it based on how well we outlined. This isn't a good enough hand to blocker bet in the first place. That is true. Like, two pair, maybe top, top, although you're almost never going to show up with when that. When you blocker bet, you want to be able to get called by a worse hand sometimes. That's part of a blocker. Of course. Of course it is. Yeah. You're you're betting so little that you're giving them a good enough price to do that. Yeah. Absolutely. Or you're inducing, right? Yeah. Those are the two reasons why you've blocker bet. I mean, there's, I mean, obviously to get to showdown cheaply as part of that, but that's what's up. And so 
he's could be a little bit inducing and could, I mean, he could be doing all those things a little bit with this bet, right? Sure. Like, go ahead, move in on me. I'm going to call like sucker. I got you. Get the free double. Well, he didn't snap call. That's for sure. No. Anyway, you should watch the video to see his actual rant. Yeah. It's going to be fun. He is, you know, whiny Phil. Yep. Whiny Phil. The poker, Brad, he really branded that well, didn't he? He made a lot of money on that brand. He did. It's it's too bad that that's the brand that has yeah. made the most money. I mean, I think he's done better than Negreanu over the years. It's not a good look for poker when that's a very well-known really, really poker bad. brand. is so fun and friendly. Yeah. I know a lot of people have issues with some of the things he's done and said. I get that. But, like, as an ambassador, it's not close. Yeah, of course. He's the best. He's right. a very good ambassador. Yeah. As long as he doesn't do any, you know, yeah. accents of different races. Yeah. Or say things that where he's clearly shilling for like poker stars. Yeah. But he doesn't do that very often anymore. I don't know. I got nothing. But but overall, but his like personality and stuff is so like if he could have made the final table two years ago or whatever. Yeah, it would have been big. It would have been incredible. Yeah. Oh, he finished tenth. Bah. Crazy. All right. I think we're done now. We're done. And all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them tongue-tied. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life. And I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. And gonna be traveling the globe. We still have time to make